I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. You know, I am never going to do that again. You ever say that and then you do it again? <laughs> or or maybe you're trying to do something uh, that you really feel like you're supposed to do and it just ain't clicking, kind of like... I don't know, broadcasting for three and a half years on Twitch and uh, and still having like no audience over there. But it's okay. It's my mission field, you know. We do things. We, we try things uh, and we don't always succeed. Or we try to not do something and we don't always succeed. And that can be very, very frustrating. We're going to talk about failure today. What do you do with it? Uh, and And... I think you'll be encouraged, uh, no matter where you're at, because we all fail at some point, right? And uh, my guest today is a repeat guest. I really enjoy talking to him, Dr. Gregory Jantz. Uh, he is a, a licensed mental health counselor, uh, a certified psychologist, and he is the founder of a, of a thing called The Center, which is a place of hope. Uh, and so here's your free session. You get to sit down and get encouraged by someone who does this for a living, uh, and, and deals with people face-to-face all the time. And he's kind enough to take a moment to talk to us. And I do want to show you a little booklet that he has out because he's great at producing resources to help you. Uh, and this one we're talking about is Why Failure is Never Final. And I love the title because that sums it up right there. Uh, Dr. Jance, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Oh, so good to always be with you, Randy. And this is an interesting topic. We all can relate to maybe some what we think are failures. Yeah. And, and you know, I I, th- I think it was Raymond Arroyo wrote a book on Thomas Edison, a children's book. And I love yeah. Thomas Edison because he, to me, is like yes. the epitome. So you're, you're familiar with the story. I am. It, yeah. What, what's your understanding of it? Because I, I want to well, hear your Well, um, so, so, so many attempts to create this light bulb and <laughs> everything else he was doing. And uh, he never saw as failure. He just basically saw, okay, there must be another way to do this. And so it was kind of a treasure hunt, really, to figure out, well, what's the secret key? And it, so it was a whole different perspective than saying, you know, after... 10 times giving up or after a thousand times saying, well, this isn't going to work. So he had a whole different perspective. Yeah. And, and what he did is he said, well, now I'm a little bit closer to success because I've eliminated that <laughs> option. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what the subtitle of your book is, is turned setbacks into steps forward. How do yeah. we start to think of failure? Uh, not necessarily as an end, but as a step in the right direction. Well, Randy, one of the things that we've discovered, this is our 39th year here at the Center of Place of Hope, and we're finding uh, a lot of times a person will say, I'm a failure, or I've failed. You don't you don't understand how bad I've failed, and I've made bad relationship choices, and I'm a, I'm a failure. So you begin to take on the identity that says, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, kind of the lens or how you interpret everything. Uh, and then we start to think, uh, I, I deserve this. I'm a failure. Um, and 
your internal thinking gets really, really off. And then we get depressed, we're anxious, and we really, no, I'm going to say it's really real. We really do feel like we're a failure, but I, I'm going to look at this and go, you know what? Probably a real misinterpretation uh, of how you've defined what failure is. Have we all made mistakes? Have we made relationship mistakes? Have we made uh, business mistakes? What? Yeah, it's part of the realization that we're a human being. <laughs> okay, so um, how we look at failure and how we label things failure. Um, the, the person that we call the eternal optimist, they, again, they're going to see not necessarily through the lenses of failure. Um, they might see it through the lens of what else do I need to do or um how do I need to grow personally so that I don't repeat patterns? Okay. I'm really looking at people who repeat patterns over and over. You can have a pattern of failures, yes. I, so that, that's that's a question I have because I, I do think sometimes, well, where they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way and expecting yeah, a different outcome, yeah. right? Yep. Is failure sometimes uh, a, a, a good red flag that maybe uh, I need to change the way I do something or the way I approach something, the way I think. Is 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 failure sometimes, a, a, can it be a, a positive uh, s sign that I need to make a change? Yes, absolutely. And this is where we need somebody, a trusted person in our life, an individual, whether it's a counselor, a pastor, or uh, a mentor, uh, somebody that can give us uh, information that we will receive because we need to be able to receive some feedback. Mm. Uh, sometimes we get into patterns and we don't even realize it. Right. Right. Uh, there are some, maybe they're a perfectionist. And so they have a pattern of never really completing something because I can't do it perfectly. <laughs> and then, then they interpret it, I'm a failure. Well, no, the real reason is I need to address this perfectionism. Mm. And the truth is you can do some things really well, um, but you stop. What causes you to stop? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, I've <laughs> been, been there before. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I get it too. We've all kind of have to work through this. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, it, the, sometimes I think though that um, the the failure that uh, I actually do fail, right? Uh, yeah. And I'm ashamed of it. Uh, I'm maybe embarrassed. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want people to know about it. There's a gap in the resume of a year. You know <laughs> that, yeah, that that right. kind of thing. Um, how do we yep. not live in the negative emotions, the stress, the anxiety, the shame that come with failure that is real and and move beyond it? I mean, do we do we bury it? Do we go analyze it? I mean, how do we how do we get out of the funk? Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the negative emotions that come from the failure and never get past it. Yeah. So we get stuck in in the failure and we don't do anything except uh, maybe paralyze and we don't we don't move beyond that. And yeah. then we get depressed and uh, we get really down on ourselves. So a lot of depression uh, that people may experience is because of mistakes they feel like they've made and and they haven't uh, discovered self-forgiveness they haven't discovered how to move on that's where i say sometimes we really do need some professional help to help us get through this particularly if we've been stuck in depression and anxiety for a long time that's an indicator we need to do something now we also need to look at 
okay, what do I value? What's important to me if I'm going to have some uh, life goals or um, because, you know, sometimes we put things down on that are a setup. Um, okay, I can't put down to be an NBA basketball player, but some people never let go of of unrealistic uh, maybe dreams yeah. or fantasies, and then they uh, interpret, oh, I've just been such a terrible failure. Yeah. Um, now, also, some have grown up in a home environment where there was a lot of emotional abuse and maybe a lot of put-downs, maybe a lot of comparisons. So you never really ended up feeling that good about yourself. And how do you get out of that? Um, emotional abuse growing up can really cause us to have obviously lower self-esteem. It's hard to feel that we're at all loved. Mm. It's hard to feel that God could ever love us because of that emotional abuse. So we've got to address, I'm going to say, kind of root cause issues here. Mm, yeah, yeah. Do you find a lot of people that struggle with, with these things, it's not because of their own failure, it's because of the failure of others? Well, and what others have told them. Yeah. Maybe you have a loved one or a family member, and they say, why can't you be more like your sister? Look at her. She's so what? And you get these comparisons. Or uh, you had a message that you're never going to really amount to much. And so you, when we're younger, we take that on and we believe those things. So a lot of times we're believing lies about ourselves, and it keeps us stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I somewhere I had a I had an elementary school teacher that said, "Greg, you're never going to be good in math. Forget it." <laughs> right. At least that's the message I remember. And all through college and high school, I was terrified of math or numbers, until I even got a tutor. Until one day, the tutor tutor said, "You know, you really don't need me. You can do this." I believed a lie all that time. Now that's a funny example, but true. So what are we believing, potentially believing about ourselves? Uh, that's a lie. Yeah, well, and that, that's the root of all sorts of issues. It, with, with the people you see, uh, including, I know you see a lot of pastors. Um, yes. What is, how common is this? Well, particularly right now, we take the last three and a half years, uh, there's a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of uh, what I'm going to call anticipatory anxiety. People are always, they've been living under anxiety every day in the news. If they're in the news, uh, there's the next bad thing. And so uh, pastors, folks in ministry, they've been living with a lot of um, anxiety, and it's been very difficult um, at times, you know, you feel like no matter what I do, I can't please half half the congregation. Everybody's always upset. And, and it's it's created, the last three and a half years, has, from COVID to political, it's created a lot of division. And so um, we need to look at that because if we are living to please someone or being a people pleaser, uh, we'll have a sense of failure. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So that's interesting because I heard, I talked to someone else who, who said that she was always waiting on the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. If we are anticipating, almost expecting negative things, including failure, can that actually cause the failure? Yes, because we believe. And so then we make a poor decision. Hmm. 
a person who believes you'll never have a good relationship or a good marriage or and 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 you've had you've had three marriages and you've picked the unhealthy people every time okay so you've you've believed that pattern and you've lived it out that's why we really do look at patterns by the way we all make mistakes oh good grief have i made mistakes and uh, looking at some of it go yeah um i i am kind of embarrassed about some things that i did Mm -hmm. that were um but i cannot make that my point of focus i have to forgive go on and grow and you used uh, a word, Randy, that really stood out to me. You used the word shame. Mm-hmm. At times, we can feel so much shame, and shame means I feel defective. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. I feel defective. That's shame. Mm-hmm. So when we look at that um, issue of shame, I probably will not make good decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 a lot of it's 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 interesting because so I mean I've been all over the spectrum growing up in different religious environments from very conservative you know southern baptist to yes. charismatic you know i find myself kind of in the middle of a presbyterian church yes <laughs> sure. so i've kind of seen and you go okay you you got the on, on the charismatic side that that whole you know i'm going to speak this into existence and i'm going to name it claim it sometimes you know and and i think there's certainly lots of extremes you can get into over there but then you know, on some of these other more conservative sides, it, they're like, you know, all the the whole world's going to go to hell. It's just going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm like, I something there's got to be there's there's got to be something balanced and and in the middle that acknowledges when bad things happen, but yeah. doesn't always expect the bad things to happen, which causes the bad things to happen. How do we? How do we have a mentality of success that's not totally, with you know, detached from reality? How do, how do we keep our, our eyes up but our feet on the ground? You know, that's a great qu- question, Randy. Thank you. Well, if we get, here's the key. If we get self-absorbed with all the negative, we're like a sponge. We absorb it all. Uh, it, it's hard to see beyond ourselves. Mm. You, you've been around a person that they are, everything's about them. They're so self-absorbed. They can't see anything beyond themselves. Um, sometimes we may call it self-pity. Uh, other times it may be depression. But it's very real. They're self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. We've got to deal with the issues that keep us self-absorbed and where our point of focus is. Um, our point of focus means where am I putting my mind? And importantly, in the scriptures talk about the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm either going to be recycling the old and the negative, or I'm going to maybe have some help putting the truth in and putting also God's truth in. So sometimes we need help with that because we do get so self-absorbed and we get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, the fastest way is just to read the, read the scriptures and see what God says instead of what I think, even what God says about me and about others instead of my own opinion. So, uh, how, uh, let's see, how do I ask this? I mean, I, I guess I'll just ask it. How, how critical do you think it is that people have a godly view of themselves and others in order to be able to deal with the toxic emotions and even work through the failures? Yeah. Um, and by the way, when we look at failure, there are sometimes things will happen to us um, that um, 
were devastating. And sometimes it's like there's no explanation. And so our faith and developing our faith, uh, what we do know is um, individuals that are able to move and they practice really gratitude, mm -hmm. they tend to be more optimistic about their future. Mm. And so uh, our theme verse for our organization is Jeremiah 29, 11, yeah. a future and a hope. Now, yeah. hope comes when there's a plan. I, okay, so God says, I have a plan for you. And so sometimes we need help with with a plan, yeah. moving our point of focus. Uh, that's when we start to feel hopeful. Yeah. And uh, I know that the burden of of a sense of that I am a failure, the, the burden of that shame, I just want to acknowledge for those suffering from that, it's it's heavy and it's real. So I don't mean to make light of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying sometimes we really do need to look beyond uh, ourselves to get some help. Otherwise we stay stuck. Sometimes mm -hmm. we slide into addiction. Mm -hmm. We start doing, we, maybe it's food, we, maybe it's alcohol, but we start to slide to an addiction just so we feel differently. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've seen that experienced a little bit of that. Nothing, nothing where I hadn't been able to maybe correct some things, uh, sometimes with the help of my wife, who was very, very yep. good at that. God puts people yep. in our lives. All right. I want to show people real quick. Uh, this is the book. While, why failure is never final by Dr. Gregory Jantz. And this is his website It is uh, the center a place of hope. Website's a place of hope dot com, uh, and if someone's if someone's like, man, I wish I could talk to this guy. Can they reach you through there? So yeah, and here's one thing that's really um, a great step. There, there's a tab there. I think it says depression test or anxiety. Um, there is a new uh, test I put on there that is trauma, hmm. and if you feel like you have a lot of failure. I want you to take the trauma. It's a test or survey. It, oh, by the way, it's totally confidential. Um, I don't see your score, but take the test. But it's going to give you a few things to consider, uh, and it will uh, email back a score. And, and then there's some things that you'll be given. If you feel like you've got a lot of failure in your life, let's look at trauma. And the other test of depression and anxiety are very helpful as well. But that's a way of starting. I'm going to do something today. I'm going to take a baby step today. I'm going to do something. Yep. And it looks just like that. It's on a place of hope.com. I've left that URL up for those of you who want to follow up there. Uh, and I have a question when we talk about failure, uh, because I think sometimes we get uh, an image in our head of what that looks like or what that person might look like. Do you have people mm -hmm. that the world would consider very successful come to you and be like i'm i'm a complete failure does that ever happen yes <laughs> uh, one of the things that we see and we we do work with high profile uh individuals that many times uh the level of insecurity about themselves um, is actually many times very high. Mm. There's generally a high degree of anxiety. Um, and they may say, you know, okay, well, I, I'm successful in this area, but rest of my life feels like a failure. Mm. And they'll use that word. Mm. My family, or I don't have a family anymore. Or, um, but they'll two thirds of their life feels like a failure. And that's sometimes what prompts them to, to get some help. 
Hmm. Uh, so, you know, sometimes it looks like, oh, they've got everything and they got it all together. I can tell you, I know another side. And so none of us are immune from this sense of feeling like a failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that, you don't even realizing that I think is eye opening because you, sometimes you think you're alone in these feelings and no, you're not, this is a part of the fallen world, the human condition, you know, the, the crossroads of heaven and hell in which we live, you know, we, we, we feel these things and we struggle and we do fail. And, and you know, one of my favorite scriptures in Proverbs and I'll paraphrase, but it's basically, it, it's, it's not how many times somebody falls, but it's how many times they get back up. Yes. Uh, that, that to me is, is encouraging because it says one, everybody falls, everybody stumbles, you know, Yes, but it says you can get back up. Is that truth something that that really resonates with a lot of people? When you go, look, you can get back up. It, well, I mean, it's the well, book, your book. It doesn't have to be final. Well, yeah, and sometimes we need the good Samaritan reaching down to us to give us a boost yeah. to getting up. That's true. That's why I say we're sometimes we need help, and then you start to realize, oh, I can do this. I can do this yeah. because we lose our ability to believe in ourselves. Sometimes we need somebody to come alongside us that really speaks truth and really believes in us. Yeah, yeah, that certainly makes a difference. And you know what? Sometimes we need to be that person that goes along somebody and speaks Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. I want to I want to get to this because in the back of the booklet, you've got yeah. 14 ideas, suggestions. Uh, and oh, we, yeah, we've hit yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. them, but hit a couple yeah. of these because I think these are very helpful. Oh, Sure. Sure. Well, one of the things, um, and did, I'm holding it too. Did you notice it's a really small book? Oh, it's very helpful. Very easy. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling a sense of failure, you don't need a really big book. <laughs> you, you need to have this broken down and simple. Um, and that's what I'm tempting to do. You know, here's a hundred powerful pages. Let's, let's keep it simple. Right. So one of the things, um, that you have to deal with to get what I've framed a new perspective is if I have undue anger, fear, or guilt in my life. Okay, let me say that again. Another word for anger could be hurt. Hmm. Do I have hurt and trauma in my life I have to resolve in order to get a different perspective? Hmm. Am I carrying around bitterness and resentment? Do I need to resolve that to get a better perspective? Um, I said fear. Am I riddled with worry? Am I riddled with anxiety? Is my life, and because fear paralyzes us, and you know, when you feel a lot of anxiety, this, I'm pointing here to my forehead, the prefrontal cortex, this is where a God designed us to make our good decisions. It's called the, the wise part of our brain. Mm -hmm. And and so if you have a lot of fear, you skip that. You don't make <laughs> yeah. You, you can't think. Yeah. So, and then the final one I, I mentioned was guilt. Another word for guilt in this instance is shame, a sense of feeling defective. So I have to deal with these to potentially toxic emotions in my life mm. in order to move ahead and have a sense of, of healing and recovery. So that's the very first step. Am I filled up with toxic emotions I have to resolve? Yeah. And, you know, tied in with one of that, you say banish the inner critic. And I think that is, yeah. is that's hard to do for a lot of people. But a lot of times we are our own worst enemy in a sense. How do we how do we get rid of that inner voice that just keeps telling us we're a failure or pointing out that 
I, I actually have failed, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, inner critic, another word of saying that would be our self-talk. What are we telling ourselves? Um, stub your toe and you say, oh, I'm stupid. Um, you know, what? what's the messages you're giving yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, you meet somebody new, you're talking with them, and you think, oh, I probably said the wrong thing. Oh, I don't think they liked me. Okay, that, that's mm -hmm. the inner critic, and you go, "Wow, my my thinking is really sour." Yeah, and and that has to be addressed. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, there's there's a lot of other good steps in that booklet. If you're dealing with this, if you're stuck in that place of negative yes. emotions, just go to the website and and get a little help. Uh, it'll help jumpstart you. And if you need to sit down and talk with somebody, you can follow up there too. Um, yeah, Doctor Chance, I appreciate just the the wisdom the encouragement and most of all of course your time today is there anything you want to mention that i i didn't get to before i let you go well you're really good with good questions but i would add there is hope uh if you feel like you're in stuck uh and it's stuck in a pattern of failure um i can tell you there's hope and but a hope comes when we build a plan so sometimes we just need help building a new plan for our life uh with somebody that can offer that wisdom so there's hope yeah there is and hope deferred scripture says makes the heart yeah. sick so yep. get out of your sickness and get up and get some hope right now uh thanks again i really do appreciate this you got it appreciate you guys out there watching uh hit share encourage somebody uh, if you haven't followed like subscribe whatever you do wherever you're watching please do that and by the way if you don't see this you know especially in like facebook and stuff go over to rumble or youtube or one of those other ones and subscribe there but we'll see you again next time here on left today live <laughs>